me your ears. <laughs> this nation will rise up. Welcome to the Elemental Health Podcast. Can start to gain more a better health and better feeling of well-being if they were just to let go of their belief systems about food, about movement, about everything, just like you said, and just uh, try to adopt a new way of thinking. I mean, if it's not working, fix it. If it is working, don't fix it. Or for me, if it's working. Welcome to another episode of the Elemental Health Podcast. I am your host, Nick Quinton, and it is an absolute pleasure to deliver the guests, the Q&A, everything to you guys and um, implement some information, some tactical tools and tips and and some entertainment as well, hopefully, that that will get you moving in a direction to your own health and and taking ownership of your own health because that's fundamentally what I believe uh, we need to do and we need to to understand what's going on with ourselves and what works for us as individuals um, because we're all different. I'm so psyched for my guest today. We have got the great Yusuf Vazida. He's a cool dude. Um, He's coming all the way from Florida and we go into so much detail around everything from um, back injuries, back pain, um, how we can we can try and solve some of those back problems, uh, the connection with the back and the gut, really interesting topic, uh, which I wasn't expecting to come out of this one. Uh, we un- try and understand um, the core and, and what people are missing around the core and core strength and how that controls uh, injuries and um, fundamental functional movement patterns. And, and how we need to be doing the right functional movement patterns and how that can aid us in, in our journey to, to, to incredible health and, and getting uh, things right when it comes to strength training. He's got a wealth of experience and, and like myself, he's been on a real journey around trying to discover what works for him um, and what works for his clients as well. Uh, all sorts of takeaways, um, tips, tools and tactics um, that's going to get you moving in the right direction um, and away from pain. Sound good? Let's dive straight in with Yusuf. Yosef Vazida, welcome to the Elemental Health Podcast. Thank you very much for jumping on with me um, today. And I know we've got loads and loads of really interesting things to talk about. Um, and we're going to sort of break down kind of what you're up to and your your view of health and um, where you're coming from and, and the reasons you're, you've got to um, your space in, in the sort of health and wellness um, thing that's going on in the world at the moment um, but welcome to the show thank you thank you i'm really glad to be here <laughs> cool i just want to start off by um talking about your story really so um we've had a chat sort of off air about kind of where, where you've come from bits and pieces but um if you could just let us know your your story what what led you into um health fitness specifically strength i know that's an area and and how that um has built into a passion and how you now um enable people and help people sure so i'll try to break this down into as few details as possible but really the beginning of my health journey started because of drum roll women believe it or not i was 12 And I remembered that all the girls I wanted were going for these guys that had strength and muscles. And I was way too shy to say hi. Um, I felt weak, I was picked on, I was bullied. I remember one time I got on the bus and this big tall guy with dreads, twice my size, maybe three times my size, definitely a linebacker on a football team. He might be in the NFL now, he was that big. He punched me in the back of the head. So that was one breaking point. But really another moment where I cracked was I got destroyed essentially by my friend in an arm wrestling contest. He slammed my hand on the ground when I was in, I think it was in eighth grade. And well, it just shattered me because it didn't hurt that I lost. What really hurt was everyone was paying attention. 
and my hand slammed so hard that the whole lunchroom went silent. You could imagine hundreds of kids just in awe, like, what happened? And they could see me going, ah. Well, he slammed my hand on the ground, and everyone saw. I was totally embarrassed. And the girls that I wanted also noticed, and that made me more embarrassed. So I went home, cried, and my friend Akil, if you're listening to this, um, we'll talk about what happens next, but thanks for inspiring insight in me. Well, I went home, and what I did was I cried. I came back to school, and I asked him, hey, what do you do? How do you have such big biceps? And this led down a journey where we became good friends. And he told me that he did curls. He just grabbed a, grabbed a five-pound weight and just curled it. So that's what I did. Um, I modeled what he did because I know the best way to success is just learn from someone. So I started doing curls, and I started to have biceps, but it wasn't enough for me. I wanted more. So I asked him, what else do you do? And he says, um, actually, let's do that now. Let's Let me challenge you to a push-up contest and he destroyed me so i said okay now i gotta do push-ups so i did curls and i got my biceps to be just as big as his i did a bunch of push-ups to the point where i came back and i beat him and i became one of the top push-uppers in the school anyways it's still middle school and at this point all i did was curls and push-ups Long story short, I did this for two to three years. When I got to high school, well, I did this for about two years. Next year in high school, I got into a weightlifting class, and I was bullied again, and I was sick of it. So I decided I wanted to lift weights. Got into the weightlifting class. These guys were lifting massive amounts of weight. I started lifting weights, and because I didn't know any better, I was doing tons of flexion movements the same thing i was doing earlier i was doing pressing and curling i wasn't doing any sort of extension no squatting no deadlifting no bending no lunging no functional patterns no no real movements all i was doing was flexing so what happened eventually was i hurt my back and i herniated a disc if you're out there and listening to this i'm sure you experienced some sort of back pain but could you imagine having that back pain at the age of 15 i mean it's, it was crazy. So my doctor told me, I went to the doctor, he told me, take this pill as a Vicodin, and you probably won't move very much. So I got stuck in bed taking Vicodin at the age of 15. Wow. And yeah, I was very constipated. My poops, it stunk. I didn't shit for, can I, can I cuss on this? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't shit for three days at one point, And I decided that that's no way to live. So instead of staying in bed, I decided to walk to the store. And I walked to a bookstore. I ended up picking up some books on movements, how to bodybuilding, etc. But I didn't find anything to cure my back pain. It was not until I found a YouTube video by a man named Elliot Hulse. Now he created Strength Camp. He had the Yo Elliot show and he would teach men how to grow stronger, and also how to fix their flaccid erections, how to be more confident, how to feel like a man. And I started learning from him. I saw him in person. He recommended Paul Check. From Paul Check, I learned that I didn't do functional movements. I was only working out in the flexion. I was only working out in flexion movements. So I was causing my back pain by not doing functional movements, having all sorts of muscular imbalances, not stretching, not mobilizing. Uh, my gut was inflamed, so I've had a TVA dysfunction. My TVA wasn't contracting. So long story short, I learned from Paul Check what to do to fix my back pain, and this sent me down a rabbit hole. I became so passionate about it that I wanted to help others. So I started helping my friend, Terry. I helped my brothers. I just wanted everyone around me to just get big and strong as fuck. And I wanted workout partners. So we would work out together and I would teach them. And my mom eventually said, you know what, Yusuf, you hate the other job you have. Why don't you become a personal trainer? And I did. And here I am. So <laughs> awesome. Down the rabbit hole. No, that's, that's, that's an awesome story. Um, you, 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 you said loads of things that I want to unpack and get into the details of. Um, and one of the things that are sort of attracted um, 
meet you and wanted to, to get in contact with you and get you on the show is the fact that you've, um, you've modeled and followed some of the guys that I really respect. So Paul check is, is an absolute inspiration for, for me, um, as a health coach and has, has, um, sculpted, uh, what I do now with clients and what I've moved away from similar to you kind of, um, my, my, my background slightly different, um, in terms of military, a lot of endurance, a lot of, um, impactive, uh, endurance, heavy weights, but also, uh, kind of the wrong kind of training, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, and now as I'm sort of moving through and learning more and discovering more and finding out who I am, my journey, um, it's leading me into things that are are much more, uh, quote unquote holistic. Um, and, and to, to people, um, like, like Elliot and and, and Paul check who, who kind of, have, have kind of paved the way um and gone through the pains that that we've gone through but um have, have developed an incredible system for for training and, and helping other people it's it's um it's impressive but i think you've you've gone uh, probably a lot further than me in terms of um, understanding those guys and doing work with those guys but um let's let's just unpack your story um in terms of the back pain because i know um with my demographic there's guys out there for sure a very high percentage of the guys listening um will have will will be suffering from uh, as we speak some sort of back pain um and and not really understanding what they need to do or maybe doing the wrong things um in terms of trying to fix that problem um and i see it a lot as well that you know or um, they're kind of ignoring it and doing what i see in clinical practice all the time which is treating a symptom um, or maybe just a little bit of pain relief, um, again, which isn't going to provide them with a long-term solution. So, um, if let's, let's, let's look at a client relationship for yourself. How, how would you sort of unpack what's going on with their back and, and what are some of the, the principles you have for, for building a strong back and, and injury free and recovering? Mm-hmm. So I take a 12 step approach when it comes to fixing a human being. I, I just call my system the fixer. Um, but my, program essentially the body of your dreams transformation program and it's a total lifestyle change but it's also changing the way people number one move eat and the way they sleep so that they can be healthy and for someone who has back pain the first thing i want to see is number one how often well i want to find out how often do they sit Uh, number two i want to look at their posture and their pelvis essentially so what's the imbalance we're seeing and then number so that's two number three would be let me see your movements so one of the best diagnostic tools out there is functional movements having someone doing say a push a pull a squat a bend a lunge and a twist to see how they do it can really lead someone to the guiding signs or the the signs of their symptoms. I can tell you from seeing tons and tons of people squat that not one single person that came to see me to lose uh, belly fat, gain muscle, or fix their back pain squatted properly. Not one of them. Uh, Now, mind you, I didn't see CrossFit athletes, so I'm sure there are some professionals out there that would come and see me and their squat is perfect. But in the everyday public, I didn't see that. So What I would do is I would ask, first and foremost, if you have back pain, how often are you sitting? Uh, Number two, first first of all, let's uncover that for a second. Sitting literally is the new smoking. There's a book by Kelly Starrett called Death by Desk. Or I think it's called Death Bound. I'm sorry, uh, Desk Bound. But his phrase is death by desk. So if it's the new smoking, if there's a book called Death Bound, if he talks about us being dead by our desk. There's obviously some signs and clues that are telling us that we need to watch out for how much we sit. So in my experience, when I sit too often, I end up having more back pain. So number one, how much do you sit? How long? How often? Number two, what is your posture look like? What are your muscular imbalances? And then number three, uh, let me look at your squat. Let me look at your bend. Let me look at some of your other movements and see what's going on to see, do you have pain? I understand why. Now, if someone does have pain and I ask them to see their squat and as they squat down, they go into 
sort of a kyphosis and they hunch their back. Maybe they've been doing a lot of ab exercises. And at the bottom of the squat or near bottom, they get to the point where their back is curved. Well, well obviously, if you are squatting hundreds of times a day to get in and out of the car, on and off the toilet, in and out of a chair, that's a lot of movement patterns that you're loading improperly. And people think that they just hurt their back off after one repetition. They said, oh, I just hurt my back. No, it's, it's been years. You've been doing these movement patterns wrong for years and years. And now it's something happened. It's like a paperclip. It finally snapped. The paperclip takes about 11 bends to break, but you, you can take it to seven and then you can just leave it for a while and then let it go, go about your life, do your things. And you move it one more time, it's probably going to snap. It's the same thing with our bodies. Our bodies are resilient, but after a while of doing bad movement patterns, faulty movement patterns, it will, aka, quotes, snap. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and you've obviously had firsthand experience of that when you're, when you're young and, and young in life. So I think that's kind of... Um, an advantage in some respects because you learned your lesson early, would you say? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I look at it now as every challenge I've ever had physically, mentally, emotionally really became something that I now teach others to overcome. It's become, I'm not going to say a master or an expert at it, but every challenge that I've had mental, most emotional, physical, not spiritual yet because I'm not at that point, but it has become now a strength for me. So if anyone's out there listening and they have some sort of challenge, for instance, in my case at 15, I got lucky to have that challenge because you know what? I would have never found Paul Check, Elliot Hulse, Chris Kresser, Charles Poliquin, Rob Wolf, all these amazing guys like Wim Hof as well. I would have never had the bandwidth or the actual desire to find them had I not had some sort of pain. And that's why I call my brand Conquer Pain to Gain. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I my my own experience. I mean, I I I only wish I'd I'd sort of come across um, that that level of wisdom early on. You know, I'm I'm a very slow bloomer in that respect. In that regard, how old are you right now, Nick? If you don't uh, mind me, just turn forty. Just turn oh, forty. Oh, perfect. So, um, <laughs> what I know about people who are late bloomers is they tend to have they tend to make a lot less mistakes. And they tend to have less pain than someone who started early on. Because in my case, even though it is a blessing that I started early, the problem with starting early is we usually don't find our calling or our expertise or we don't find our path until we have some sort of pain. And a lot of times guys like, you know, 15, what do we do? We, we want to get girls we want to party, we don't sleep enough, we want to lift heavy as shit, and we don't realize that things can break and things can happen. So do you have any injuries yourself? If you um, I, I've been, that's what I was just reflecting back on, to be honest with you. I don't know quite how, when I look at how I've trained, um, but 26 years playing rugby, a career as a paratrooper, I, I don't know how I've not got more serious injuries over time. You know, Only in the last sort of five, six, seven years have I started to train um, holistically and, and thinking about functional patterns and that sort of stuff. So I, I, I don't quite know how I've managed it, how I've escaped those big injuries. But, um, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think maybe I had a very active youth and, and was quite robust going into sort of my teen years where I put my body under a lot of stress and, and sort of, you know, some, somehow fudged it, uh, fudged through. But I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a weird one. Um, I've been very lucky. I've had injuries, but you know, nothing, um, nothing what I'd call serious. Um, but yeah, so what's the, so you fixed your back, um, and then your gut. So what, what's the connection there and, and how, how would you frame that connection and that importance? Mm, that's a really good question, Nick. So I never cared about my gut. I was like, what is, what is the gut? People would always say, you got to, listen to your gut. And for me, my gut meant my heart essentially. So listen to my gut meant listen to my heart. Um, I didn't really picture the gut as an actual thing. So what happened was I hurt my back and I could not seem to fix it no matter how much I started moving properly, mobilizing, etc. And it was only until I learned about 
Paul Check's work. And I learned that I was eating foods I was completely intolerant to. I ended up uh, picking up Paul Check's book and I didn't listen to his advice, right? That he laid out in the book. So I ended up getting a protein shake. It was a protein meal replacement. You've probably heard of it by BSN. I don't even know if I'm allowed to uh, state the name, but uh, it was a, it was a protein shake called True Mass. It was a big company protein shake, and it was delicious. It's amazing, but it's chock full of casein, um, whey protein, which I can digest fine. But there's a lot of other coffee creamer, fillers, additives, all sorts of things in it that were causing me issues. So I ended up pooping. I, I can tell you, it looked like the the Tyrannosaurus Rex poop in Jurassic Park 3 where it was like steaming at the top and they go they reach in to grab their cell, the cell phone <laughs> what my poop looked like it was stacked mountain high and I said wow I mean I was constipated for three or four days um, my back's been hurting and now I finally poop and it's mountain high it smells rancid and it just doesn't look right I started to take my gut seriously at that point I started to say, well, and by gut, I meant my digestion. Mm -hmm. So my back was hurting and I was doing, I was still working out. I was fixing it. So I was mobilizing and fixing my posture. I was sitting less, but it would still hurt after workouts. And it was because I learned that my gut was inflamed. So when your organs, I think it's called visceroptosis, when you're, when you're, back hurts most likely it could be musculoskeletal but a lot of times it comes from the lack of stability from your tva so your inner core there's an inner unit and an outer unit the outer unit is just the rectus abdominis the outer abdominals that most people care about you know the eight pack that's really that's not all of your core your core is essentially everything from the torso and that includes the pelvic floor, the diaphragm, the TVA, the multifidi, the erector spinae. These are muscles that are inside that no one really sees that are called your inner unit. And they're, they essentially, they contract to protect your spine during loading or, or movement. And when your organs are inflamed, what tends to happen is the muscles around it become shut off they become inactive they don't work so for me maybe not everyone else but if people have an inflamed gut because they've been eating say milk in my case then the tva is going to shut off the tva is known as the weight belt so to tie it back into the back pain if my tva is shut off and it is known as my inner unit my my natural weight belt it's responsible for contracting so that I don't hurt my spine during deadlift, squats, etc. And that's shut off. That means I have no protection of my spine. So what does that mean? That means back pain in my case. So I fixed my movements, but my gut was inflamed. So I realized, oh my God, so I really have to do fix what I'm eating. I started fixing what I'm eating. I took out dairy. That wasn't enough. I took out gluten. That wasn't enough. I took out soy, that still wasn't enough, eggs, and then I just went down a list and I said, what's causing me the issues? What makes me feel better when I don't eat it? Okay, I'm gonna stay away from those. And when I did that, not only did my back pain disappear, but I stopped farting. I mean, that's my girlfriend, I'm sure she loves that part. <laughs> um, I stopped farting, I stopped having depression, I stopped having anxiety. I used to wake up with anxiety, I used to have crippling, uh, just feelings of dread in the morning. It was insane. I would wake up and I'm like, why do I feel this way? That disappeared. And I started having more energy. So it all tied in. Mm, wow. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, I, I, I would be very surprised if um, a lot, a lot of people can't resonate with um, Every, pretty much everything that you said, I think, and and it's it's something that is overlooked. You know, I, I don't know um, the sort of. In, that's why I try and boil everything down to the layman's terms and, and the simplest form to get the message directly across to people. Um, and everyone wants the kind of the quick fix. Um, let's build the beach body type attitude, but um, but they don't 
realize or remember or understand that the uh, the strength within isn't isn't seen necessarily without mm-hmm. um and i'm i'm not you know holistically that's true but also uh, physically um and yeah the stuff you said around the tva i think is is something that people um just don't even know think about it's not in their sphere um and i know guys when i try and explain pretty much what you said um it's really uh, it's it's a it's a barrier to overcome in terms of an understanding level mm-hmm. before people can move forward and, and learning how to yep. engage that properly so um so what 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 are the what are the kind of the, the the simple movement patterns that you recommend to 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 target the tva and get people really engaged properly okay so can i touch up on something that you said really fast yeah of course um, so i love what you said because Elliot actually said this term to me or said this on camera once on a YouTube video. He said, a functional body is always a good looking body, but a good looking body isn't always a functional body. Mm. So you can take that in a different way. You can say a healthy body is always a good looking body, but a good looking body isn't always a healthy body. So what I focus on is if you're in marketing or you, you understand some marketing with I'm, I'm number one, I'm a trainer, but I, I was terrible at getting my message across to people. So I had to learn marketing. And one of the things you learn is that you give people what they want or you tell people what they want, right? You, you sell them what they want, but you give them what they need. And what people really want is to have a good looking body, but what they really need is to be healthy and functional. So now what was the question on the movement? So you said, what are some of the movements that I would do? to train my TVA? Exactly. Okay. So I think everyone, I believe for sure, has been eating foods that they're intolerant to. So number one, you should probably eliminate those foods. It's going to help you feel more energized. It's going to help you feel more confident. It's going to help you feel uh, like you're farting less. You're going to feel just cleaner, essentially. And your acne will probably disappear. So a lot of the common foods are, you know, cut out dairy, cut out gluten, try to cut out grains in general. And then two other things that might contribute to that might be eggs and soy. People tend to have problems with that. So I would say number one, cut that out. And then number two, practice simply bringing your belly button into your spine. It's that simple. Most people, they lack the ability to draw their belly button into their spine. So it's like you're trying to suck in your belly. Now, if you, uh, if you do this and you feel some sort of like almost uh, weird twitching or if you, feel, if you do this and you feel some pain or some kind of discomfort, then that's a good sign that number one, something you're eating is either not moving so there's no motility in your gut and it's just sitting there, which breeds bacteria, or number two, that there's something inflamed. And this inflammation can stay there for sometimes up to two weeks. In my case, when I ate nuts, I didn't realize I was allergic to nuts. I was drinking almond milk. I eliminated all the other foods, but almond milk was causing my gut to feel pain. So when I went to lift weights, I couldn't do the movements that I wanted with, with such power and I couldn't essentially get strong. So I had to eliminate those foods, but eliminate those foods, number one, and then draw your belly button into your spine. And then do you know the, the four point tummy tuck? I think they call this the, basically you're, you're on all fours. And what you do is you draw your belly button into your spine and then you take one, your hand, for instance, your right hand, and then your left foot and you extend them all the way out. And at, while you're doing this, you have your belly button pulled into your spine, you're holding it, and you want, to, you want your ear, shoulder, pelvis and knee all to be in alignment. And if they're not, if you're crooked, if you're sitting halfway, that means you're not able to stabilize, which means that your core isn't working fun, um, properly. Another thing we can do is simply to, this is, this comes from Paul check, uh, laying down on this, on your, on your back and then, um, wrapping a, uh, blood pressure cuff around your, the, around your stomach or, or underneath you and then draw your belly button into your spine. You can do this while laying on the ground or you can do this while laying on your back. But if the cuff 
if it does not really if it does not show pressure that means that your TVA is not working so I guess you'd have to Google this it's hard for me to explain but essentially you can do the four-point um, stance draw your belly button into your spine or you can simply just draw your belly button into your spine and hold it there and see if you know you can retrain your TBA to start working so yeah good advice oh, man good advice. <laughs> I think yeah so it's it's, it's interesting um, the full point um, movement I think that that's the one that I'm always practicing in yoga I think a lot of the yoga guys are, are kind of moving in that way and drawing breath and 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 that kind of brings me on to the to the stuff I think you've been doing a bit more lately and, and that's how we connected is through the Wim Hof group mm-hmm. um and yeah so how, how do you how do you value the sort of breath aspect and is that is that sort of neutral practice and and what what sort of benefits are you getting out of um that so I didn't care to take my breath seriously until I got injured. And I learned that there's certain movements that will number one, um, they will certain way of breathing that will number one, relax you and reduce stress. And then number two would protect you. So I learned about doing the Valsalva maneuver. I learned about Qigong before. And in my own practice, I always help everyone. Number one, fix their posture. And then number two, we work on breathing. Now, when it comes to the Wim Hof method, I got into it because I have pain in my ankle and I'm um, just from having surgery on it twice, getting, breaking it three times. I've had pain in my ankle and I started looking for ways that I could heal that. And someone kept saying, dude, just do cold immersion therapy. So I thought that the cold showers in Florida were actually cold. That's not true. I went to California and I was a part of the Mankind Project. And well, the only sh- the showers that they have there are just cold. They're not hot. So I had a friend. Now, we're as a group. He says that he's going to start breathing. And he starts breathing really heavy. And I'm asking him, hey, what are you doing? He said, I'm doing the Wim Hof. And I said, I keep hearing about this guy. Teach me. So he teaches me how to do the Wim Hof. And all of a sudden, my whole body's tingling. And... I get under the water and I swear to you, I remember it feeling like my head was going to explode the first time I did it. But this time when I practiced the Wim Hof method, I walked into that water and it just felt like it felt good for the first time. It felt like I could stay under that water for a lot longer. It didn't feel cold necessarily. It felt good. So to combine those, it made me feel like a god essentially i felt just totally at ease and peaceful and i just felt calm relaxed so then i started practicing and looking up wim wim hof method and just doing it when i can to reduce inflammation ease stress make me feel stronger help me live longer improve my mitochondrial density etc so Mm -hmm. that's just biohacking in general love Wim Hof yeah yeah it's a inspirational guy and and I think what I love about the techniques that he he sort of purveys is it's very straightforward you know breathe use any hole as he says and um just just breathe yeah breathe motherfuckers Um, (laughs) I I love it yeah yeah cool um so we've looked at your story and then the sort of how you've built your passion around health and wellness and some of the struggles that you've had um what what do you see in the kind of marketplace that uh, kind of pisses you off or annoys you? What what are the sign of kind of gripes that you have around um, what's going on in in the health and wellness fitness space at the moment? What do you see as not really working? Hmm. So there's tons of stuff that piss me off when it comes to health, fitness, etc. And there's tons of stuff that makes me just in awe and inspired and totally happy. And one of the things that really just irks me is there's a ton of people out there that are giving advice. They're giving health advice when they've read one blog post or they read one article, they've never read an actual book. Now, what I want people to realize is if you're listening to someone who has less experience than you, then you're going to get the same crappy results you've gotten in your entire life. So find someone who's been reading Find someone who didn't just get a certification and didn't just get one, maybe just one degree, because I'll tell you right now, if I had only relied on my exercise science degree, 
my sport and exercise science degree from UCF, if I only re relied on that as my only credible source of knowledge, I will tell you flatly and honestly and truthfully that I don't have experience. I don't have knowledge because my sport and exercise science degree alone did not prepare me for life as a personal trainer, health coach, corrective exercise specialist, et cetera. It didn't prepare me for that. What did prepare me was studying, researching, learning, experiencing actual time with other professionals, with other people that I admire. So what really pisses me off is people who are incredible, who have maybe one certification, and all of a sudden now they're giving advice to everyone. Well, I think it's if you're going to give advice to people and you have one certification, that's fine. As long as you let them know, hey, I'm still learning. And if you're not still learning as a health coach or as a personal trainer, if you're not reading, not studying, like you, you're doing Wim Hof, you're learning from Paul Check, and you're doing all these things, that makes you, to me, much more credible and much more trustworthy. Um, yeah, and that's something that's come up in previous guests, actually, around kind of the weight of um, a, one certification versus a, a beginner's mind, a learner's mind in terms of trying to improve all the time in your own practice and applying that directly to the clients you see. And yeah, I, I, I see that a lot as well. And, and scarily, um, I see that in clinical practice. So I see that in the doctor space. I see that in the nurses space. I see that in pre-hospital care as well. And that, that's mm. kind of frightening for people listening, mm. I guess. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and I, I completely resonate with that. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm looking at 17 years of, of solid experience, um, coached in a group or one-to-one, -one, probably in the thousands. And I still question myself whether I know enough to, to really lead this person on the right path. And I'm, I'm looking at the individual and trying to tailor what I know in my experience and what I need to learn about them um, to, to develop how, the, mm. how I'm going to help that person. Um, mm. And it's a combination of everything. Uh, but yeah, and I, I, I sort of resonate with what you're saying. You, you know, I think there are people, um, unfortunately, there are people out there that get a, a certification and then they, um, they, they use that as the template for every single client that comes mm. through. Um, and it's kind of, you're training someone on your system as opposed to um, holding a mirror up and understanding and in a true sense coaching them to find their right. own answers and developing their own practices and actually finding out what what's going to work for that person because it's different for every single person um yeah mm -hmm. so mike bledsoe who created the barbell shrugged podcast huge podcast you know i'm sure you've heard of it but he, along with his business partner, have been at this for years. And he started one of the first CrossFit affiliates. Now, I knew of this guy. I was a huge fan. And when I was at Paleo FX in Austin, I ran into Paul Check, and I went bananas. I was a total fanboy. I gave him a hug. And we literally embraced for like two minutes. And um, I could feel Paul Check's energy is as youthful and kind and loving as I had always imagined. So... Paul Check has to leave. I'm sitting there in awe. I'm like, did I just meet Paul Check? I look over to my right. I sit on a, on a couch and I just said, wow, I just met Paul Check. And I don't know where it comes this deep voice from Mike Bledsoe. And he said, yeah, that's Paul Check. And I look at him and I said, oh my God, it's Mike Bledsoe. And we get to talking and I said, hey man, I really, really, really want to start my brand. It's called Conquer Pain Again, but I don't feel like I'm credible enough. And he said, you'll never be credible enough. Fuck credibility. Learn and apply what you know and learn along the way. Never stop learning and continue learning and giving everyone your all, all your clients your all. Continue developing yourself because personal development and growth is a never-ending journey. Was, I'm paraphrasing, but he said that. And when he said that, I said, wow, I never thought that I could truly be good enough for, to help people. But he said, you know what? You're good enough now and you'll never think you're good enough. So just get at it. Regardless, so I feel the same way about what you just said. You said that you never felt you might never feel like um, you know enough, right? And neither do I. I feel like I still need to learn and learn and learn. But when it comes to, let me add one more thing when it comes to what pisses me off. So there's tons of people out there who feel as though when they want to, to um, lose body fat, they feel as though, well, I need to diet and cut calories. I need to start killing myself in the gym. And I think these are very one size fits all approach. I think what pisses me off is 
people who feel there's a one fits one size fits all approach. There isn't. Everyone's different. We all have all unique biochemistry. We all have different enzymes that help us possibly break down fats and protein versus break down carbohydrates better. We our microbiota is completely and utterly different. I mean, if you look at the Africans, they have these microbiota in their guts, these bacteria that are just non-existent in Western culture. So they're able to break down those foods. But if we were to eat an African diet, we might get sick and fat because they eat tons of carbohydrates. Now, here in, here in the West, we're more northern. We're in the more polar regions. We're not used to carbohydrates, and that's what's making us sick and fat. Now, everyone's different, but we're all different. That's my point. And when there's people out there, so I said three things. One thing is, um, one thing that pisses me off is people that start giving advice and start training people when they don't have enough knowledge and they don't continue learning. And the other thing is people going through a one size fits all approach. And then the last thing that pisses me off is cutting calories, dieting. I think if people started to eat according to their unique biochemistry, now, are you more gravitate, gravitated towards fats and protein? Are you more gravitated towards carbohydrates? Are you more of a mixed? There's three different types according to Bill Walcott. There's polar type, variable type, and equatorial type. Find out which one you are, eat according to that, and you won't have to cut calories. Because if you do cut calories in order to lose body fat, more likely than not, you will probably gain it back. So what really pisses me off is people giving advice like, hey, just cut your calories and that will get you healthy. No. Will that help you lose weight? Yes, but you'll probably all gain it back. So long story short, that's what pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's um, yeah. Well, I mean, th threaded in, in what you said is, is, is solid um, advice as well. So um, that's, that's, that's what we want to hear. And I think, you know, that, that we've talked around the kind of the physical aspects of it, but for me as well, the individuality comes through in the mindset of each individual person. And that actually changes your, your gut biome. We know that it changes your, your, your microbiology, um, even affects you at a cellular level, everything that's happened to you in your whole life. So, you know, aside from the physical stuff that, um, it might be more straightforward, the experiences that person's had, the movement patterns that person's had, it's all completely different. Um, and, and yeah, that's why a kind of one size approach just doesn't fit, you know, so you've got, and that's why I, I, I think that's what the, the kind of the, the message behind this work that I'm doing with the podcast and, and everything that I do is you, you've got to understand that you're on a journey and it's, and you've got to take ownership and you've got to find your own path on that journey. And that's, and that's critical as, to how you need to approach health and wellness in my mind. Um, and, and it sounds, you know, it's like you're on the same page for sure. Yep. Yeah, we definitely resonate, my friend. We definitely do. Um, your, your story now, you, you work with men who are around about the age of 40, correct? 40 plus, so, yeah. Okay, so I, st I used to work with men who were around the ages of, um, you know, 18. That was, it was my favorite to find men who were 18 to about 30 because that's just what gravitate, gravitated towards me. Mm -hmm. And I also worked with men over the age of 40. And what I have found is the prevalence of back pain and the desire to gain muscle, the desire to shed body fat. It seemed like that is a very common theme among men in general is I used to think that back pain was something that would only happen to old people, but tons of people are experiencing back pain. And I think that most people forget that in today's age, we're becoming more and more still. Everything is automated. And if we don't start addressing these things early on, then we're going to start experiencing them later on even more. So there's people out there that are 18 years old, like me, I was 15. It's people 18 years old, young men who are experiencing back pain. And if you are experiencing back pain and you want to just get strong as fuck, then start with this, fix your posture, fix your gut, fix your movement. And I think that you have a recipe for healing back pain, number one, but also a recipe for having a strong foundation that will essentially 
get you to the point where you can actually lift heavy weights without any pain and probably lift them with better form and more more power than your peers so just an extra bit of advice for those listening i think yeah well it's awesome and that's very direct and that's kind of that's the way i like it as well simple direct advice that 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 doesn't allow ambiguity because i think um part of the problem is you know, there's science on both sides of the fence and it's very easy. Um, even I see a lot of professionals do it and I try my best not to do this is sit on the fence and say, yeah, I agree with that. And, but there's also evidence that says that, um, I'd rather polarize to get a result, um, than in some regards than, than, than kind of agreeing with all the science and all the, the 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 body of evidence that for both sides and weighing up because in my mind that causes so much confusion to to the to the individual out there that actually needs a help mm-hmm. um, that they don't make a decision mm-hmm. you know the confused right. shopper doesn't the confused shopper doesn't buy whatever the expression right. is, you know what yeah. i mean yeah the jelly <laughs> experiment have you heard of that one it's the the study where they they had um two different groups one set of group, I think it was 33 people each group, and then there was a control group where they had them go into a shopping mart, and there were 40, there were 42 choices of jelly. And when there were 43, 42 choices of jelly, on average, no one chose anything because there was too many choices. But then they put three choices, and people chose. Almost all of them chose. And then they had a control group where it was just normal not sure the results of that one, but I know that the more choices there are out there of what to do, the less likelihood we are to actually choose something. So what I always tell anyone, for instance, friends or family or anyone, hey, what do I do to start my health journey? I just want to get in shape. I just got to say, I mean, the fact that you know me, I'm speaking as though I'm speaking to them, but the fact that you know me and you know that and you've been attracted to my work maybe just choose what I'm do what I'm doing, follow what I'm giving you all the way through master this system and then move on to another system. Instead of what people do is they find one, they find one system then they jump to another system and they jump to another system. It's the same thing in business. We, we find a shiny object. That's what Bedros Koulian says, a uh, creator of fit body bootcamp. He said, when you have a straight line to success, whether that's your body, your business, your relationship, Follow one system, one way, one thing until the end. And what people tend to do is they have a straight line, but they start in order to build their business or for instance, to build their body. They start doing, let's say a Charles Poliquin approach and they start the Charles Poliquin approach. They get about halfway there and they say, oh, shiny object. Let me try what Dan John is teaching. And then all of a sudden they're taken out into a different direction. They do that one for a little bit and they say, oh, let me actually try to do what Ellie Hulse is doing. Let me do that one. And then they say, oh, let me do what Pavel's doing. And, you know, Pavel's good. Um, okay, well, all right, fine. I'll go back to what Charles Poliquin is teaching me. <laughs> now they have to go all the way back and start over to do essentially what they were going to do in the beginning. And the goal is right there. If you can just stay on that path, master it, then all of a sudden now you can transform your health. Now you all of a sudden you understand that modality. And now all of a sudden you can teach others. And now you have a place, a basically a what do you call that a point from which you can base everything else off of so for most people i think they can just stick to one and follow it and then they can start to do something else yeah i i couldn't agree more and that's the challenge uh, that we have as professionals is to try and guide someone on on a straight line path and and but as humans, we don't like to do that. Do we, we want to take core shortcuts? We want the path of least resistance. We're wired to do that. And, and, the, and it's only becoming more and more prevalent. The kind of, you know, the, 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 we've got distractions every single direction that we look. And there's just uh, noise, 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 noise. And it's so easy to get caught off pulled off track you know and i i've certainly done it in terms of training but in terms of business what to do blah 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 it's just it's so hard isn't it and i think the discipline the, the discipline the focus is the path to success really isn't it no matter what you do you know if you um, unpick what whether it be a successful athlete does or a successful businessman or a successful mother 
you know, you've got underlying that is a core theme of being focused and, and sticking to a straightforward path. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, the question I ask all my guests um, is, um, what does health mean to you? So, um, Yosef, what does health mean to you? Well, I think for me, health means feeling good essentially from the inside out, feeling, feeling good and looking good. So for me, I would say health is feeling and looking good. There's a lot of people out there that are quote unquote healthy. If they would consider themselves healthy because they follow a set of rules yet, they don't feel good and they're, they have acne, they have all sorts of issues. If I can just bring this up, one thing that really does irk me, is the whole whole grains issue. People who eat grains, um, our society was not, our bodies are not as designed to process grains as well. Now, there are some people that can digest grains fine. I can digest rice pretty well. But there are people out there that say, I'm healthy. But they're clearly not healthy. And when you ask them, what do you eat? What do you do? They're like, oh, I, I, I eat whole grains. Every morning I have, uh, you know, cereal i have or oatmeal or toast and then for lunch i have a whole grain sandwich and then when i get to dinner i have basically rice and chicken i don't know if that's necessarily healthy so what i consider healthy is if if you're following that diet and you look and feel great then perfect you're healthy but i think it to me being healthy feeling healthy and looking healthy are synonymous so health means feeling and looking good. Absolutely. Um, yep. Yeah. And to touch on what you said about um, diet, the, the, the quote that I've heard and I, I really resonates with me is, is your skin is a direct reflection of what you've eaten mm -hmm. over the last six months. Huh. So that's a good quote. I love that one. Yeah. I can't, I'm not sure where it's come from, but, but I, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's critical, isn't it? And I think people are so easy to say, oh, just eat, you know, just eat chicken um, and that will sort you out. Well, for some people that might work, but some people might not. And, you know, you just, you've got to, you've got to look um, at the wider picture and you've, you've got to have a, a, a bigger understanding of your own health. Um, and, you know, we don't have time to dive into it, but, but, you know, some of this content I always try and part to my guys is, you know, you, if you're, coming to us as professionals or, or you're just listening to this and you want to change your health you, you you've identified a situation that you're not happy with whatever it might be in terms of your health um, you've got to face up to the fact that you're going to have to change your beliefs around something um, and and i think there are a lot of people out there that aren't mm. doing that they haven't fessed up mm. to that just yet yet That's they powerful, want the man. I like that. yeah mm. they want the outcome but they, they're not willing to um, look themselves in the mirror. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Right. And there's people that get stuck on one way of thinking, feeling, being, because they value certainty. If you look at Tony Robbins, six human needs, you know, certainty is the number one need across millions of people that he has inter interviewed and interacted with. And people just like to feel secure and change is scary. The only, but really the only certain thing in the world is uncertainty. So I think people, if they want to start creating better health for themselves or just want to change their life in general, they got to try something else. Take mm -hmm. a risk. Do something different. Yeah. Try what you thought wasn't good. Maybe, you're, maybe your doctor told you red meat is bad and that you should not be having any sort of beef and that you should be vegan, but you feel sick and you're stuck in this way of thinking even though you feel like crap. Well, maybe try some meat. Maybe red meat isn't bad for you. Maybe it's just the way it's made or the way it's processed or, you know, where it comes from that's bad. So I think people can start to gain more, a better health and better feeling of well-being if they were just to let go of their belief systems about food, about movement, about everything, just like you said, and just uh, try to adopt a new way of thinking. I mean, if it's not working, fix it. If it is working, don't fix it. Or for me, if it's working, I like to improve it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I like to continue improving. Yeah. Awesome. Um, where, where can we find you? Where can we hear more about you and, and what, what's, what should we be reading? 
So where can you find me? Uh, you can find me at conquerpain2gain.com. Uh, that is T-O, not the number two. So conquerpain2gain.com. Just completely changed my website. Uh, Builderall is an amazing platform. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. My, my tag is at Yusuf Varzita, all one word. So Y-U-S-U-F-V-A-R-Z-I-D-E-H. That is my full name. Yes, I know it's interesting. Uh, my dad's Iranian. And you can find me at Facebook at facebook.com slash yusuf.varzida.c, P is in Paul, the number two, G. Basically sounds for conquer pain to gain. So that's me. So what should you be reading? I think everyone out there should, number one, find people that inspire you, that resonate with you. And for me, I would say that people that one of the people I always seem to come back to time and time again, if you want an, any advice on life, um, on just being a better person, on self-improvement, I think Tony Robbins is fantastic, especially for controlling emotions. Um, and if you want any advice on productivity, Evan Pagan is amazing. Um, if you want any advice on health, I think Paul Check is an amazing, amazing, amazing human being. I interviewed him for my summit, my Conquer Pain Again Summit, and he really is outstanding and world-class in all areas. And he really is just an amazing person. Also, a good resource for movement. People out there can find Kelly Starrett from Mobility Wad. He created the book, Becoming a Supple Leopard. Um, so both of their books, Paul Check's How Do You Move and Be Healthy, and then Kelly Starrett's Becoming a Supple Leopard. Those are great things to read. Um, but if anyone's out there and you want some um, clarity on where you should start diving into when it comes to your health, uh, I think a great place to start, and I hate to say this because it's such a complex issue, but start with your gut. If, you're, if you can heal your gut, you probably fix your back pain. You'll probably fix your depression. You might fix a lot of the issues. And if that doesn't fix it, then you know at least you can rule it out. But I promise you, you will be entertained for hours and hours, and you will have tons of of nice things to learn if you just research one thing, the gut. So read up on that. <laughs> oh, awesome. my apologies. My apologies. Uh, let me reference a guy that I admire greatly and who I also interviewed, Michael Ruscio, Dr. Michael Ruscio. If you're out there listening to this, shout out to you, my friend. Healthy Gut, Healthy You is the best book on the gut, period. Enough said. Wicked. I'll, I'll link to some of those references um, in the show notes as well and where you can find more about Yusuf. Um, thank you very much for coming on the Elemental Health Podcast today. It's been awesome. Um, I think the insights you've given are going to be massive to, to the audience. So thank you very much, brother. And I hope we shall speak soon. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. And uh, good luck out there, ladies and gentlemen, on your journey towards elemental health. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, bud. Wow. Okay. That was valuable. There were so many little nuggets there that I, I couldn't keep up. I tried to scribble down some notes and, and try and I will try and add those into the show notes for you guys and, and the link through to all the resources that Yusuf talked about um, in the interview. And hopefully you guys found that as, as informative and, and helpful as I did. Um, an incredible um, guy with incredible insight. Um, I really appreciate his time and hopefully um, you guys will value content that's come through there i'm sure you will um, as usual guys please 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 um, jump in um, share the love with yusuf get across and, and, and um, follow him and engage with his content and also uh, if you're not already subscribe to the podcast leave us a review on itunes it really really helps uh, helps to get the word out to, to people that need to hear this um, and you can follow me at the knock on Instagram, that's the N-O-Q, and also at The Knock on Facebook. Uh, cool. Send me a DM, PM, let me know how you're getting on. Thank you very much. I will see you on the next episode.